Body. How's it going? It's D. D and Jesse here for another week of just the headers. If you listened to last week's show, you know it wasn't even last week. It came out on Monday, but whatever. We're giving you two in one week. Don't worry about it. Time is time is whatever you want it to be. And I that's a direct quote from Einstein. So um Jesse <laughs> Let the people know who you are. What you do? Uh, I don't do anything. But <laughs> that is fucking false. <laughs> that is so false, man. Tell the people the accomplishment. Let's. I don't do anything, dude. I just, I really don't. <sighs> we do this podcast, and it's great. And I have a good time hanging out with you and reading the headlines of crypto, and and that's what we do. <laughs> That's all I'm about. That's all we have to offer. That's it. No, that's not true. You're the number one battle right player in North America. Dude. What? You're not supposed to to tell people that. What? Why not? Because it's just something you just don't talk about. It's like Fight Club. That's not true at all. You're a streamer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. So Jesse is not the number one battle right player that we've been telling you to go check out his stream, the Mexican Filipino, for the last two months uh, as he climbed the ranks of battle right. That's not Jesse. That's just some Mexican Filipino guy that looks like Jesse. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sorry. So Jesse's totally not the best battle right player in North America, and he's totally not in a tournament. As we speak tonight, December fourteenth, my father's birthday, going to be hey, playing happy in that. Your dad. Yeah, he's sixty-two now. He's old as shit. So I called. <laughs> I called him. This- uh oh, potential mic Uh-oh. fallout. Okay, we're good. I called him this morning, and I was like, "Hey, um, happy birthday! How do you feel?" And he was like, "Old. It's crazy. <laughs> like, have you ever stepped on a curb and worried that your knee was gonna blow out?" And I was like, "No." And he's like, "Well, I do." That's my life now. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, happy birthday. So That sounds awful. Well, if you're just now listening to the show, I apologize for the first three minutes. This is how these shows go. We talk about the headlines in crypto, okay? Uh, and sometimes we go on tangents. But most of the time, those tangents are good for your soul, as they are for ours. Am I right, Jesse? Exactly. Have you ever heard Chicken Soup for the Soul? Well, this show is like fucking chicken soup for the crypto enthusiast's soul. So. Man, my mom used to have those books all over the place. Yeah. Chicken soup for the hoarder's soul. Chicken <laughs> soup for the sexual addict's soul. <laughs> God. What? It's true. It's you know, true. they have souls too and they need yeah. chicken soup. Yeah, it's true. 
if you had to write a chicken soup book, what would it be for? Chicken soup for the man's soul. All of man. All of man of human of the human soul. Chicken soup for the human soul. I think that's the first book though, Chicken Soup for the Soul. Oh. All right, Chicken Soup for <laughs> Is there it is, isn't it? Yeah, that's the first book. Oh, it's Chicken God. Soup for Everybody's Soul. That's the uh, that's what started the book. Uh, you know that um uh, well, before we talk about Chicken Soup for the Soul, I just want to tell you that um I tried Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu mm-hmm. and it's very painful. That's I have Corey's so thing. Many bruises and stuff all over my body. Yeah, that's my Corey's thing. It, he loves it. Yeah, he he told me, and also cellos, isn't it? Cello likes to spectate. Corey actually does it and spectates, oh, okay. which is no shocker that Corey wins all of their MMA bets. But I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> he actually does the wrestling, so he knows he's gonna win. I don't know. But. Did you watch the last UFC fight, Max Holloway versus Ortega? <laughs> I did not, but I did watch one from the 80s, and it was Predator versus Arnold Schwarzenegger. God. And Arnold Schwarzenegger. Spoiler alert, Arnold Schwarzenegger wins. So. God. What? That's not UFC, though. <laughs> right. They use it's, guns. It's MGM Grand, or Fox First Century. I don't know. 20, 20th century Fox, which doesn't age yeah. well because we're already in the 21st century. So, anyways, all right, <laughs> let's, let's just let's just get to the news. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't even talked about any of these. All right, so last weekend's news, uh, <clears throat> whoa, B Cash is getting ravaged $80 for Bitcoin Cash. Oof, get it while it's not hot. Holy shit. Okay, so this, this article's written by Jeffrey Gogo. Oh, we got a new name. Jeffrey Gogo. Got a new name. 2,523 eyeballs. Bipartisan Bitcoin bills to step up consumer protection in the United States. Here we go. Two... United States congressmen have introduced two pieces of legislation to help prevent alleged cryptocurrency price manipulation while aiming to position the U.S. at the forefront of innovation within the digital asset industry. Oh, they are really tickling our balls here. So the Virtual Currency Consumer Protection Act of 2018 and the U.S. Virtual Currency Market and Regulatory Competitiveness Act of 2018 task U.S. financial regulators with researching means to protect retail investors from price manipulation while staking the global economic powerhouses shared in the evolving financial technology. Ooh, Jesse, they're trying to protect us. Can't protect anybody. Do you feel safe? No. Do you? I feel safe because I got my gun. Second Amendment rights, baby. You know the only gun control I like? A strong forearm. You know what I'm saying? Control the recoil. (laughs) I bet you don't even have a gun. I do have a gun. Oh, no, you're from Texas. Yeah, never mind. Yes, I do have a gun. It's a twenty-two. And here's the thing. Here's a, such a great Texan I am. My clip is somewhere in my boxes with my bullets, and my gun is Believe in my room. In the power of wiggling. Yeah. So. Wiggle to win. 
Okay, sorry. I, I have to unmute my mic and the software <clears throat> every time it goes out. So, oh, okay. I'm pushing a lot of buttons and doing a lot of wiggling here. But what you missed was I'm a terrible Texan because my clip is in my boxes with my bullets and the moving boxes from when I moved. And my gun is in my bedroom. So at best, my gun is a metal rod. Yeah. So You can throw it. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I'll shoot you with this air. So, <laughs> anyways, so I do feel protected because I have a gun. So here's a quote. The representative said, the Virtual Currency Consumer Protection Act directs the CFTC to describe aspects of how price manipulation could happen in virtual markets, and then to make recommendations for regulatory changes that can improve the CFTC's monitoring procedures and preventing price manipulation. So like we've heard time and time again in the U.S. history, when it comes to new technology, we're driving innovation. Speaking of driving innovation, oh, classic segues for the win. In the next article written by Kevin Holmes with 2,262 eyeballs, Korean court case alleges ICO ban is unconstitutional. Mm. Because you all live in Korea... A constitutional complaint has reportedly been filed in South Korea alleging that the government's ban on initial coin offerings is unconstitutional. It has been more than a year since token sales were banned in the country, but the government has yet to introduce any regulations for them, causing problems for startups. No. Hmm? No. No. <laughs> what? Not the news reporter voice. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> constitutional complaint filed south korean blockchain startup presto thank you for that keeping me on track <clears throat> south korean blockchain startup presto announced on friday that it has filed a constitutional complaint alleging that the government's ban on all forms of initial coin offerings in, in september last year is unconstitutional local media reported the company has requested an appeal of the ban according to sedaily so what i think um a nifty trick lawyers use is like, hey, if something that's not quite understood gets a quick ban, let's go on ahead and throw out the unconstitutional word and buy us enough time to figure out if it's unconstitutional or not. So that's, that's an actual are. plan. Isn't it a plan? Like, I don't know. If I, okay, let's say you, Jesse, have an army mm -hmm. and I also have an army. We both mm -hmm. know. That we have ground troops. But I tell you and others that I have air forces as well. Right? So while you're spending your time looking out for my air forces and building new technology to shoot down my air forces, I just like attack you with my ground forces in an overwhelming manner. Okay. Right. That's... Starcraft 2 101 and we're <laughs> no, I'm kidding that was a terrible strategy that was a terrible analogy all I'm saying is like it's the rope dope kind of situation right like it's unconstitutional you're like whoa now we have to respect the fact that they said it's unconstitutional and then they spend and then you take your lawyers and you figure out why it's unconstitutional that's mm -hmm. what it feels like anyways because people say shit's unconstitutional all the time is it uh, it's for them to prove I feel like Mm. 
And last article coming from the weekend. Speaking of bad analogies, <clears throat> this article is written by Molly Jane Zuckerman. And this is a bunch of articles, right? But this is the Holder's Digest, uh, December 3rd to December 9th. Wow, they're they're really getting creative with this stuff now. U.S. SEC delays big Bitcoin ETF decision again, while Nasdaq confirms 2019 BTC futures launch. So this is a very old article. There's nothing new here. ETFs are being delayed left and right because the market is quote-unquote too volatile. And at the same time, major markets... Are, are are launching futures products for people to bet on derivative values of Bitcoin. So nothing new to see here. Same old, same old. We're on to Monday, Jesse. It's this your turn, man. Take a swing at this news. All right, let's take a look at what we have in store for Monday. So Monday's first article is brought to us by Cointelegraph, written by Adrian Smudzinski. Mm. Indian government suggests crypto dealings should be illegal. Mm. 3,830 total views, 156 total shares. The Indian, an Indian government panel has reportedly suggested a new legal framework within the Reserve Bank of India that completely bans cryptocurrencies in the country. <gasps> oh. English-language Indian media outlet CNBC TV18 reported on the framework on the December 6th. Oh. The, the article cites an unnamed source as noting that, quote, the panel has categorically said that all such currencies should be treated as illegal oh. and that any kind of dealing in such currencies should be treated as such. Oh. So it looks like crypto climate over in India is not friendly overall toward crypto not enthusiasts. At all. And it looks like at the end of the article they're there. talking about Ernst and Young announcing that they're going to be expanding uh, by hiring two thousand employees in India. And are you all right, I'm gonna say something that's that could be extremely offensive. Okay. Are you ready to support me? Uh, I'm not sure. It's are you ride or die, Jesse? Are you ride or die? <laughs> Is it about Indian people? No, maybe because there's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> are you ride or die for this joke or not? Because it's just a joke. So ride or die. So I can ride along or I can die. Well, ride but or die means you're riding and. Dying. dying it's an and or not just it's one of those ors that's an and or uh, okay <clears throat> what's the alternative you not writing and dying not writing and not dying Ooh, i can i can come along for the ride but can i not die okay so that's fair enough you're 50 50 on this one just is gonna come <laughs> along for the ride on this joke but not die with me on this sword but here it goes here's the joke india is less accepting of cryptocurrency than they are of women's rights. Oh! <laughs> oh my god. That was really bad, right? That was that was really bad. Well, I mean, it's true, right? They. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, I'm just going to go to the next article. All right, okay, Facebook yeah, yeah. seeks blockchain talent for five new company roles. <laughs> nice. 
written by Mary Houlette of Cointelegraph with 4,878 total views and 265 total shares. Have you ever heard of this? There's this, um, I'll, I'll share a link with you eventually when I can find it. There's this um, comedian um, who's a woman and she has this form of humor that's absolutely deadpan. And I can only hope to emulate that someday. Just because as dry as humanly possible. It's just so dry. Just I love so it. So dry and so roasty. Is it what's her name? Christina Cucci or something like that? Oh, I think that may be her name. Cucci is her last name. And it's very funny because she's like, I'm well aware and have been aware my entire life that my last name is Cucci. And I know all of the jokes and you can't teach me any of them. So <laughs> I love her. <laughs> what do you call a woman comedian? Comedian? Uh... I was going to say a hero, terrible joke, but I'm not going to say it. You call her a comedian, my friend. Okay, funniest comedian, woman, dry roasted. Name is... Mm, I'll ask my sister. She's the one who showed me the video. Your sister in high school knows about super dry humor? Mm-hmm. Yep. Man, she's got a bright future. I said that when we were doing the mukbang with your sister. Yeah. She's got a bright future. She's like you, but a girl and younger. So. Ooh. No, she's like me, except better. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Women are inherently better than men, except in India. So we're going <laughs> to... Jesus. India and the Jesus female Christ. roles. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, but I'm not. It's just a joke. Don't get mad. People don't get mad. All right, it's just a joke. We're just joking. Don't get mad. It's just he. He does this. Yeah, I like to. It's funny, right? I guess it's not. Some people don't like funny these days. People get removed from CNN as CEOs for being feminist. It's very true. Um, that comment's probably my glass ceiling. By the way, that last. (laughs) 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 All right, keep going. All right, so this article is basically like saying blockchain engineers are looking to be hired by all the tech giants. Facebook is no different. Mm. They're listing five blockchain-related jobs on its careers page. Should we say what the jobs are to actually be of some value here? Uh, Okay, sure. So what is it? Uh, The ads for the two software engineer blockchain, comma, blockchain roles indicate that blockchain specialists joining the existing software engineering team would help build the quote large distributed components that run Facebook, which need to be which need to scale to serve quote millions of requests per second. And to do so with quote sub second latency and in a fault tolerant manner. Yeah, so that's not blockchain. So basically they want somebody who's experienced with blockchain that doesn't do that has a solution for a problem that they're trying to make their own money. I, I yeah maybe they're trying to make Ripple. Yeah. They're gonna fork Ripple. Mm. All right, cool. Yeah, good, good deal, good deal. Next article, last article for Monday. Wait, before we go on, you don't have to die with me, Jesse. Just mm-hmm. in case people don't have a sense of humor, I'm sorry about the India comments. India is a great country, except for maybe at soccer. I'm pretty sure you guys aren't good at soccer. I've never heard you <laughs> being good at soccer, but obviously, I love women. My girlfriend thinks I love her. And my mom does too. All right, next article. Hmm. Okay. 
PayPal launches. Psych, fuck phase. India. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it just felt right. I f- it felt right. I'm back, back to the task at hand. PayPal launches blockchain-based innovation reward system for employees. Written by Anna Berman, Coin Telegraph, sixty-six forty-two total views, three twenty-one total shares. Major global online payment system PayPal has launched a blockchain-based reward system <coughs> for its employees. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's where this article needs to start. That was it. All right, we're done. <laughs> PayPal's <laughs> making a blockchain-based innovation reward system. So it's interesting, man. It's it's like weird how the initial motives of blockchain technology and cryptocurrency are just being straight up bastardized and trickled out to the masses in these weird, weird uh, emerging entities. It's weird. It's it's just, uh, I don't know. Next next day. Next day. Tuesday. I love India, by the way. So. Um, Cointelegraph, this is an article. This is Tuesday's news. So on to weird emergent things. Uh, Galaxy Digital and Block.1 lead a $30 million funding round for U.S. Disruptor Bank. So um, <clears throat> 30 million bucks are going to a Disruptor Bank. I don't know what that is. It sounds like a bank of electric components that are made to disrupt a signal and quite possibly short circuit a chipset i don't know what i'm saying i'm just bouncing things off of off of you jesse at this point um okay okay i'm down i'm down for this ping pong of words let's do it Five thousand one hundred seventy total views this come from william suberg our main man with the shades on Cryptocurrency-focused merchant bank Galaxy Digital and Block.1 have led a $30 million Series A investment round in U.S. So if you don't know, that means that's after seed funding, I believe, and angel funding. So this is like their third round, theoretically, their third round of investment. So they've been going hard and going strong, like me, on the weekends and the evenings and sometimes afternoons, and they have a third round of investment. So... <clears throat> Aiming to balance user ownership with part donation of profits and equity, Good Money provides banking services and a handful of associated financial instruments to U.S. account holders. If you're not in the U.S., I apologize for you. If you are in India, I apologize for you as well. I love India, the whole country. The investment came mostly via Galaxy and Blocked Out One's joint Galaxy EOS VC fund, one of several funds under the Block Dot One umbrella. Here's a quote. Modern banking is a primary driver of so many issues we face as a society, from economic inequality. I like inequality too. Inequality. <laughs> institutional race. Whoa. Modern. It is, though. Institutional racism, it's a thing. Yeah. Environmental destruction to political corruption, and they forgot this sexism. A good money founder, Gunnar Lovelace, commented in the press release. So, modern banking is responsible for a lot of things. <clears throat> so, a lot of bad things. I can't think of how many good things banks are responsible for aside from like holding people's money and making it easier for them to accept the money that they earn. I don't know. Maybe we should like uh, Venn diagram that shit. But the neo banking market is quickly gaining ground over traditional providers, both within and outside of the U.S. 
As Coindelegraph reported, European entities such as Revolut uh, have sought to combine blockchain and cryptocurrency offerings with banking services. Uh, this is a sidebar. Revolut also just got a banking license as well. So the debit cards that they issue can now be tied to um crypto so targeting banks high transfer fees to woo users out of their comfort zone so uh you're seeing this a lot jesse mm -hmm. like i don't know if you saw the article this week about robin hood but they're now offering checking and savings accounts that rival inflation and banks haven't been able to do that in decades right how does that work well three percent interest on all the money that you keep in a checking and banking account yeah but how how does how are they able to offer that well, they're making a shit ton of fucking money. So, you know how banks make a shit ton of money but give none of it back to us? Mm. They're making a shit ton of money and giving a little bit back to us. Just That's a little good. bit. They're giving enough back to Uh-oh. They're giving enough back to us to satisfy investors, to say like, hey, we're still going to make you money. But we're going to make you money by bringing on all these new people with this tantalizing offer of 3% interest rates on their checking and savings accounts. So, you know what I mean? So, right now all banks do is take our money and then lose our money. They and do. Some of them make money, but they give none of it back. So, <clears throat> they give you those uh, spending rewards. Hoy, hoy, hoy. Yeah, but they don't tell you I mean, they tell you in shitty emails every now and again what they are, so they expect you to log in just to see what your rewards are, and they don't automate it either, which they totally could, because you know what I fucking spend money on. You look at my transactions, automate it, and give me my money back automatically. But no, you're a douchebag, and you're keeping my money. So don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. On to the next article. Speaking of douchebags, Marie Hellet. No, I'm kidding. She's not a douchebag. She's the author of the article. This is from Cointelegraph. Wow, this is a lot. Yeah. Just two days. How? A lot of views on this one. For such a short article, too. Just two ASIC Bitcoin mining rigs remain profitable in the current markets. 57,000. Holy cow. We can see where the demand is right now. People trying to get into the mining game. They want to know some juice. All right, so. Amid the cryptocurrency market crash, even the newest crypto mining machines are struggling, straight struggling, to seal profits for their operators. According to real-time data published by mining profitability data site ASICMinerValue.com, AMV is a site that calculates real-time profitability rates for ASIC miners, hardware that uses application-specific integrated circuits. Uh, it's tailored to efficiently mine cryptocurrency based on a specific hashing algorithm. Updated every minute, the site calculates profit yields for specific miners based on current power costs, network difficulty, block rewards, and cryptocurrency prices. As of press time, which would be December 11th, the site indicates the, that among ASIC mining machines geared to mine coins that are based on cryptographic hash function SHA-256, such as Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, only two are currently making any profit. Both models were released in October 2018 and show, wow, October, and show 58 cents and 21 cents in daily profits. So, wow, mining is difficult now, which means people are going to be turning them off and the difficulty is going to drop. And it's going to drop to a point to where people start turning them back on, theoretically. So, 
57,000, that's an all-time high, right? Yes, I mean, I don't know if it's all-time, but it's a lot of eyeballs. Ooh, here's another one with quite a few. This article is written by Adrian Zemidzki, which I wholeheartedly believe is a fake name. The drug is gone. Mike Novogratz compares current Bitcoin markets to the methadone clinic. Uh, so here's a picture of Novogratz. Looks like they actually put some hair on the back of his head. Mike Novogratz compared current cryptocurrency market performance to a methadone clinic. Uh, well, okay, here's here's some quotes. But it's not going to zero. We're at the methadone clinic in another one. At the same time, as the Bcash hard fork, the SEC came out and sanctioned a few IC, ICOs and said, oh, by the way, your investors, your investors can sue for damages. That scared the heck out of a lot of people. <clears throat> yeah, so... Long story short, he says we're all we're all on drugs when it comes to crypto. I don't know, maybe that's true. Do you give withdrawals, Jesse? Mm-mm. Not even at all. Mm-mm. Me nope. either. I get withdrawals from caffeine, but not from crypto. Yeah, I get caffeine withdrawal. I'm really caffeine sensitive. What does that mean? means uh i don't intake caffeine in enough so whenever i get like a cup of coffee it wires me that's good though it is good don't don't take advantage of that feeling my friend you'll be in my boat mm. two cups of coffee a day barely does it <laughs> i'm gonna have to start auto asphyxiating while i drink my coffee hmm <laughs> Don't kill yourself. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got so extreme. I'm sorry, audience. Don't picture me auto-asphyxiating while drinking coffee. And definitely don't do that. All right? Don't try that at home. Hashtag don't choke yourself while drinking coffee. Probably need to say that now. And hashtag I love Indian everything. So. Um. I'm sorry, Jesse. I'm really derailing this episode for you. And I mm-hmm. feel the energy in the room mm-hmm. as if you are not 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 having a good time. And I'm sorry. No, I'm I'm actually having a great time. I'm you just are being dry. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. This is like some Monty Python type shit. Um okay. Well We're we're not there yet, but we're trying to be. I like it. We're getting there. We're we're developing our voice. You know, we need to start watching improv, improv groups. <laughs> you broke character. You're supposed to be oh, dry. Sorry, dry, dry, drier than a saltine cracker. All right. So. All right. Wednesday's news. My turn. Ex-Mount Gox CEO Carpels denies embezzlement as prosecutors call for 10-year jail term. They want to put him back. <laughs> uh, William Suberg, 2,241 total views, 176 total shares. Wow, nobody cares enough about him to read this article. The <laughs> former CEO of defunct Japanese Bitcoin exchange Mount Gox, Mark Carpels, could spend 10 years in jail over alleged embezzlement, Japanese daily news outlet Nikkei reported December 12, 
Carpels, who presided over the major hack of Mount Cox in 2014 that resulted in the loss of uh, $2.87 billion worth of Bitcoin, has repeatedly denied any wrongdoing. In a Tokyo court on Wednesday, prosecutors read out an indictment against the embattled executive who is currently confined to Japan as a condition of his bail, claiming he stole funds worth $3 million. That's it? Oh, yeah, that's just... Oh, just $3 million. It's like a drop in the billions, No biggie. Though. $3 million. Should be. No Should biggie. Be. I mean... If that's stole, 10%, like, right? Isn't that 10% of what all the total losses? Yeah, it's three billion. It's almost three billion, right? So three million is like one percent. One percent. Oh, come on, math! Don't fail me now. One percent. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Not that big. Oh. Well. Wait, no, I'm I'm <coughs> retarding out. No, it's it's a it's it's point one percent, right? Wait. Three million out of three billion. No, it's a thousandth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So Point that's 1%. even yeah. It's like it's a drop in a bucket. I don't know. At least I wouldn't care. Somebody cares. I mean, the people, yeah, anyway. You know what I would charge into if I were the judge? Hmm. Three million hours of living as a woman in India. Wow. <laughs> that would be inhumane. That is unconstitutional. <laughs> yes, thank you. You you rode or you died with that one, Jesse. And that's what I've been waiting for the whole episode. Ride or die. We're like we're like uh we're like bad boys. Like bad boys three. Like Will Smith and uh who was the other guy? Martin Lawrence. Martin wait, that was Martin Lawrence? Yeah. That's right. Of course we're both probably short, so I don't know who plays Mike Lowry and who plays Marcus. Hmm. Will <laughs> and is tall. You're aggressively not black, so there's also that. But All right, fine. I don't mean aggressively. I just mean like it'd be really hard for someone to look at you and think that you were black. Really? So, I mean, just throw wait, it out wait, there. Wait. I have to. I have to send you this picture. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. <laughs> aggressively not black. That doesn't even make any sense. Where is in this picture? Just. Well, wait. here's the thing, and I don't want to seem. I know I seem racist a lot, which is weird, but. Are there black Asian people? Yeah, dude. They're pretty cool. Really? I've never seen a black Asian person before. Like, I've seen Blasians before. That's a, from a Nelly song. Nelly was a fan of Blasian women. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've ever seen, like, a person that, like, was Asian and black at the same time. I don't think. I'm, I mean, maybe I'm not cultured. Maybe I need to get get out more. But yeah, they look cool. What are you? Are you going to show me this picture, or do we move on to the next article? Uh, it's on the fridge. I have to find a way to. I thought it was online, but I guess it's not. Oh, it's, it's like a meat. It's a meat space picture. No, it's it's me, and then everybody else is black, and then you could see how well I blend in. Oh, so you look like the white chocolate chip on a double fudge chocolate cookie. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> I think I blended, but that's just me. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go on to the next article. Speaking of Denmark. blending in. Speaking of blending in, Denmark targets 2,700 Bitcoin traders for tax payments after tip-off from Finland. <laughs> that sucks for them. 
That does suck. Pay y'all's fucking taxes. I don't know how else to say it. We scream it from the mountaintops. I don't know. I don't know what you think is gonna happen. God. Fifty-two, thirty-three total views. One hundred seventy-seven total shares. Denmark's tax agency. I'm not gonna say that because I don't know how to pronounce that. Has confirmed it is identifying. I got it covered. Skadet Stiftslin. Nice job. 2,700 individuals, it says, owes taxes on Bitcoin gains, according to a December 12th press release. Cool. That's it. That's all we got on that one. <laughs> Next That's article. Pay your fucking taxes. Like, maybe I'm being too harsh when I use the F-bomb there, but two things are true in life, death and taxes, right? Ooh. Who said that? Uh, I heard it in Benjamin a cartoon. Franklin? I heard it in Animaniacs when I was a Benjamin. kid. Benjamin. Franklin, death, and taxes. I'm pretty sure it was him. Are you sure it wasn't the the oldest Animaniac? Not the girl or the goofy kid with the hat, but the the dude who wore the slavery trousers? Yep. In this world, nothing can be said to be certain except death and taxes. Benjamin ah. Franklin. Animaniacs right. was stealing from old Benji Frank. That's right. What else did they steal? Um, major Ethereum software client upgrades in preparation for Constantinople hard fork. Anna Alexander, 7,379 total views, 232 total shares, Cointelegraph. Looks like the Ethereum Constantinople upgrade appears to be, to be proceeding as planned as a widely used Ethereum software client has published new code that includes a Constantinople activation time on GitHub on December 11th. Mm. The post reads that Geth, which stands for Go Ethereum, version 1.8.20, is a special release that will enable the constant yes. Snowfall hard fork on the Ethereum mainnet at block 7,080,000. Yes, um, the power. So, there you go. The Yesterday, power. Ethereum co-founder Vitalik Buterin declared that future blockchains with sharding based on POS will be, quote, thousands of times more efficient Buterin stated that as scalability advances, in parentheses, driving fees down and user experience gets better, non-financial applications will become, quote, a bigger part of the story. He also noted that blockchains are not about, quote, cutting computational costs, but are instead about increasing computational costs while decreasing, quote, social costs. Proof of stake would fundamentally change the Ethereum blockchain. Yep. Are you excited mm-hmm. for it? Not as much as you, because I I know you have a lot of Ethereum. Uh, what? What? Don't you? I mean, who's business? don't you like? No, I mean like, don't you like like Ethereum? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan. That's not any of our audience's business to know. Um. Yes, I am pro ether, and I'm mm. also pro B- Bitcoin. It's a one Me and too. two. <clears throat> I'm pro both. Um. Audience, it's not your business to know my business. So, <laughs> <laughs> why do you care? I don't know, man. You don't want everyone to know. I don't run around the streets telling everyone how much money in my wallet. You don't have, you just, you have, you have like majority ether. How about that? 
Hashtag not investment advice. That may or may, <laughs> not, may, or may not be true. Um, <clears throat> this is what I do know, is that every time I see something is proceeding as planned, it launches me into Emperor Palpatine voice, and I can't help it. Right? I just can't. It's like, even if I was, like, making breakfast, you know, making breakfast for the people that I love, and they're like, hey, how's it going in there making breakfast? And I was like, everything is proceeding as planned. These eggs will be delicious. Like, it's just, it launches me straight into Emperor Palpatine. I can't help it. Pow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just give it a shot. You give it a shot. Like, mm. Do you have an Emperor Palpatine voice? Just put on a hoodie real quick. Or th- imagine that you have on a black hoodie. And you've got your hands together, and you are Sith. Mm-hmm. And say something like, "I am the number one battle ride player north of America. Everything is proceeding as planned." <laughs> no, I'll just get you to say that. And I'll record it, and then just use that. <laughs> yeah, cl- clip that for your stream. I am the best battle ride player in all of the Western Hemisphere. Everything is proceeding as planned. There you go. <laughs> that was good. Imagine there's some like lightning going through your fingertips. Yeah. I'd imagine masturbation is tough for Emperor Palpatine. Because what if you're just giving it too much power one day and you just electrocute your dong? You know what I mean? Maybe that's a thing. Yeah. You'd have to use a uh, anti-conductive lubricant if you were Emperor Palpatine. Because all that juice coming from your hands, you don't want to run the risk of uh, zapping your member with all that so <sighs> okay next article that got that got weird oh god M- moving on to Thursday <laughs> wrap this up please Emperor, Pal- Emperor Palpatine would be screwed in a world of of Pornhub he would he would be done for like he wouldn't be able to manage anything as a Sith Lord <clears throat> Okay. Um uh shout out to Joe. The daily Uber meets Bitcoin basis stablecoin shuts down. So oh wait, that has nothing to do with Joe. And they probably shouldn't be using Uber's picture. But this is written by Kai Sedgwick, an OG in the crypto headlines game. Uh, in Thursday's installment of The Daily, we report on highly anticipated Oh wait. There was a comma there. So Uber meets Bitcoin is different than basis stablecoin shuts down. So a stable a stablecoin couldn't uh, make cut the mustard, and they had to give their money back to investors. It's called basis. But the app Fold, which has been around for a while, brings Bitcoin to Uber. Fold is an app dedicated to making it easy to spend Bitcoin in the real world. Um, I've actually used it before, many many moons ago. I used my Fold integration to buy Bitcoin, to buy coffee with my Bitcoin. You know, everybody's crazy thing. They had a Starbucks integration into the Airbits app, which is now called Edge Wallet, which is called Edge dot Wallet. Uh, a lot has changed, but nevertheless. Um, this app now, we're, here's, an, here's a quote, we're excited to welcome Uber to Fold lineup, explain the team in a blog post. You can now use Bitcoin to purchase your next Uber ride, simply select the dollar amount, send your Bitcoin, and then ride safely to your next event. So this is a big deal for those of you that love to spend your Bitcoin. Um, you can now spend your Bitcoin on taxi rides. 
basis is done. Here's another thing. Bitcoin Cash and Ripple dominate crypto Twitter. So for those of you that do sentiment analysis in Python or maybe what is it R, I don't know. A lot of sentiment sentiment analysis tools exist. Uh, you'd be happy to know that uh, crypto that Bitcoin Cash and Ripple are dominating crypto Twitter. But um, we're not dominating the market. So I don't know. Find some fucking data there. On to the <laughs> On to the next article. <clears throat> Jesse's more dry than a stale crouton. I like that one. I like that one. I more, wish it wasn't stale though. What? What? More dry than a dead cat's tongue. Is that a thing? Well, cats' tongues are already dry, right? They do that weird. I hate when a cat licks me because I'm like, "What the fuck are you trying to do? Dig, dig into my skin? That." Mm-hmm. That does not feel good, and I don't know why you think it is a gesture of affirmation, cat. Your tongue hurts. Go away. But you know it's all dry, you know. So if the dead, if the cat was dead, then their tongue would be even more dry. So mm-hmm. okay. you know, <clears throat> Europe takes a serious steps towards blockchain adoption. So this is written by Max Yukabowski, fake name again. Uh, this is no confirmation. Oh, sorry, this is Thursday's news, so episode's coming to a close. But After months of monitoring and observing the promising and challenging potential of distributed ledger technology, the European Union is finally making a turn to the blockchain industry. Let's look at how it all started, Jesse. Back in February... T- oh, uh-oh. Okay, Uh-oh. we're back. Back in February 2018, the European Commission launched the EU Blockchain Observatory and Forum, aimed to support European cross-border engagement with technology and multiple stakeholders to unite the economy around blockchain. Since its official launch, the newly established organization, supported by European Parliament, has released three thematic reports. The first one in July dubbed Blockchain Innovation in Europe. The second one, Blockchain in the GDPR. And I don't know what the third one is, but I'm going to guess it starts with blockchain. Let's keep reading. Oh, yes, it does. Blockchain for government and public services. Creativity is not their forefront. But it makes sense. The second major step was taken in April when 22 countries, 21 EU member states, and Norway signed a declaration that created the European Blockchain Partnership. They signed it. That makes it super official. Didn't put it on a blockchain, but they signed it. During 2018, five more European countries joined the EBP, Greece and Romania in May, Denmark and Cyprus in June, and Italy, the last member to join in September. The partnership's main focus is on cybersecurity, privacy, energy efficiency, and interoperability, all in full compliance with the EU law. Here's a quote. Blockchain is a great opportunity for Europe and member states to rethink their information systems, to promote user trust, and to protect personal data to help create new business opportunities and to establish new areas of leadership benefiting citizen public services and companies okay so this is one of those articles that says blockchain is gonna save the world it's just one of those things we all know how blockchain is gonna take society by storm you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't. Oh, Jesse, I have a feeling you put this article on here for me. No, I did because it was the last article for the day. 
It was funny. Church's chicken starts accepting Dash in Venezuela after KFC confusion. This is great. Yeah, the article before that said KFC rejects the news story that says it it's accepting the Petro in Venezuela. So Church's chicken came in and said, "Oh, we'll we'll accept Dash in Venezuela." <laughs> this is great. This is what crypto's turning into. Chicken joints are like clamoring to be the first to accept a different type of cryptocurrency. Amazing. So, American fast food chain Church's Chicken. Oh, remember we went ch- down Church's Gate like three months ago. Remember we were like, who owns Church's Chicken? And we found like two entities and we still couldn't figure out how deep the rabbit hole went. Was it the Canadian, is it like um, some Canadian holding company? No, it was the Church's Chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the company that owned Church's Chicken was a Canadian holding company, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. So when you go to eat Church's Chicken, you're barely supporting America. That's a Canadian company that like owns Church's Chicken. But anyways, American fast food chain Church's Chicken has started accepting payments in cryptocurrency Dash at its locations in Venezuela, according to an official Facebook announcement. An official Facebook announcement. Oh, that's a, as official as it gets. On December 12th, according to Dash News, the cryptocurrency accepted in 10 restaurant locations in Venezuela. Dash has also completed its first transaction at Church's Chicken and uploaded a video of the event on its official YouTube channel. The restaurant claims to be the first global fast food chain to accept payments in crypto. Oh, no, I'm wrong. So it's um, Friedman Fleischer, Fleischer, Fleischer and Lowe. It's an American private equity firm that owns Church's Chicken. Oh, okay. So we were wrong. We take that back. Later, KFC Venezuela denied the news, stating that processing payments with Dash is not a fact, nor has the publication of any news about it on the rest. So KFC is denying Dash, but churches is saying, hey, you can Dash away here. You need two breasts and a thigh? Well, give us some of that Dash and make sure the price ain't too high. Boom. Or maybe make sure the price is high. I don't know. That's your slogan. Here's a maybe a jingle. Here's a jingle. Like, uh, if you're trying to get fried chicken in a dash, you need to be spending dash. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. I'm okay with that. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Here's a quote. We can wrap the show. Sure, we don't know exactly what bitcoins are or how they work. But that shouldn't come between you and some finger licking good chicken. <laughs> That's a quote. Oh boy. AFC Canada introduced a PR stunt in which it offered a quote Bitcoin bucket of fried chicken. Yeah, that's where that stemmed from. There we go. That's interesting. Bitcoin's understanding shouldn't get between you and some finger licking good chicken. Jeez. You know what's funny now that I'm thinking about it? Every time I serve chicken to someone, I'm going to have to ask them if it's finger licking. I just made some chicken parmesan at the beginning of this week, and there's leftovers. So when I feed it to my loved ones, I'm going to say, Hey, I see you're not licking your fingers. Is this chicken not finger licking? 
And they're like, well, no, obviously not. I'm not licking my fingers. I'm like, damn it. It's not finger licking good chicken. Damn. Well, that's it, Jesse. You got anything you want to plug? Um, hmm. Anything we're not supposed to talk about that you want to plug? like to plug Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. For short, it's BJJ. And if you read that too fast, you're going to get your thoughts into a weird spot a lot. (laughs) What? No, I don't know. I got choked out like eight times. Are you okay? I feel like they're killing brain cells. (laughs) No, no, but it's... uh, made me realize how vulnerable the neck of the human body is to being choked out and not even just the neck it's just like every every part of your body like your hand your foot like a like uh, yeah like all the submissions on you or not on youtube on in the ufc that you see like a triangle or like just like everything uh what's the one that uh ronda rousey use uses like an arm Arm bar. bar Like I got all that happened to me and everything was hurting for like a couple days. It's just like, wow. Yeah, I was, I was, I was wrestling with, or not wrestling. I don't know. I was, what do you call it when you do Brazilian jujitsu? I was jujitsuing. Rolling. Rolling. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was rolling with my friend who weighs 230 pounds and I weigh like 177. Why'd you do that and put yourself like, at risk? I, I yeah, like side control felt like awful. Full mount felt even worse. It just felt awful. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry you put yourself through that, Jesse. I have a deeper respect and appreciation for people who do uh, BJJ, just because uh, it's pretty interesting how they can crush you by moving their weight around. I will break you. But yeah. Also, if you guys don't want to pay attention to it, you don't have to go watch the Mexican Filipino on Twitch. It's not that big of a deal. It's it definitely is like Fight Club. If you're watching that stream, don't talk about it to everyone <laughs> that you know. Don't link how awesome his skills aren't because he's not the number one player in North America at Battle Right, a crazy hard game, which takes some crazy hand-eye coordination, and it's heavily skills-based like Dota and League of Legends, but don't tell people that. It's more like Super Smash meets Dota. You mean it's not like Super Smash meets Dota? I mean, it's not like Super Smash meets Dota. It's not like Super Smash Brothers meets Dota. It's not a really cool, intricate game, which requires... I don't know, on the order of thinking, what What are you doing, about 120 actions per minute? 80 to 120? Uh, absolutely not. 60 to 120? Absolutely not. I'm doing like one action a second. So 60 actions per minute? I don't know why you wouldn't change the conversion factor there. <laughs> and I was... I, so, I hate you. Your dry humor worked on me right there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, go, don't go check out the Mexican Filipino who's also not Jesse. Uh, for those of you, um, 
If this is your first interaction with the Bitcoin Podcast Network, this is one of our shows. We have many shows. We have 10 of them now. Um, the flagship airs on Sundays. We have Dose of Ether, which focuses on the Ethereum. We have the Crypto Bully, which is tracking, sorry, crypt, the Bullpen, the crypt, the Bullkin, Bullpen Podcast. <laughs> which, uh, you laugh at my pain. Every yeah. way you could have messed that up, you did. And it was funny. <laughs> it was glorious. <laughs> oh, man. At least I'm not messing that up as bad as Indy's messing up women's rights. Am I right? Oh, my God. <laughs> Ride or die. Anyways, <laughs> the Bullpen Podcast with the Crypto Bully, which journals the Crypto Bully's adventures through this crazy crypto world. We have uh, Crypto Until Infinity, which is our show where DJ NES himself, DJ's never ending story. Uh, catalogs his crypto adventure and also gives you some sweet tunes to listen to the long blockchain podcast with Amy Wan uh, she's focused on security tokens she's focused on identity on the blockchain she's uh, not necessarily diving deep but help you understand the handshake between blockchain technology and the legal profession I guess um, hashing it out podcast which is definitely our more dense show uh you might want to take out a notepad because you're going to be taking notes and you're going to be learning a thing or two when colin and Corey get to talking about the intricacies of what is and what isn't a blockchain and how it does or doesn't perform that's it man don't go check out the mexican filipino on twitch you're not gonna love it <laughs> play the outro